1: You're listening to After Law broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Accept no sounds.
2: Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to the romantically named Select Car Leasing Stadium on Junction 11 of the M4 in Reading, Berkshire. Um, you're joining me in a very cold and a very grey. Just uh, called the Majeski Stadium for the visit of the lines to Reading this afternoon. Good travelling support. I don't know how many. I, I thought 2,000. I thought it was like more than 2,000. In fine voice and make the journey down. A big smoke to Berkshire this afternoon. Lines of Pulse are looking for that fifth. Victory on a roll. Can we do it? Can the round it clean Rolling well 90 minutes this afternoon. We'll uh, test that out, then, your Lions team this afternoon. Bill Kofsky in goal back line. Uh, Dan Ballard, Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace on either side of them is Danny Mack and Scott Malone. Midfield two, Billy Mitchell, Jill Shavel. Uh, the return of Bennett Gophoby up front with Tyler Beery and Jed Wallace on either side of him. sold this stadium, the uh, the Reading Ground. It um, was one of the forerunners, wasn't it, of the retail park movement of the 1990s. Um, I kind of don't mind it and hate it at the same time. It's a very hard thing to um, put into words. Uh, God help us if Mill ever, ever subs out his stadium name to something like the Select Car Leasing Stadium. God preserve the chief exec that decides to do that will be attacking the uh, the Amon Dolan stand away from our end. So it's kind of in accordance with the, the teachings of the venerable Bede in ninth century Anglo-Saxon England. Which uh, They will be attacking the away end of the second half, dear listeners. Reading, of course, just hover six points clear. In fact, I don't know if that's hovering. It's, it's enough clear blue water to feel... Um, somewhat, not not, not relaxed, but there's comfort in that six points above Barnsley in the third place relegation position, Lions sitting fourth in the form table, 11th in the real table. As we've said a few times for Gary Rowett with the injury crisis that um, has bedevilled the the club all season one way and the other, for him still to be maintaining interest in the season... Going into March is is some achievement, in my humble opinion, dear listeners. Yes, there is a drummer. That's listed on the Away Fans Guide. I'm parked on what was, I believe, once upon a time, the Greyhound Stadium, next door to the stadium. And in the course of my perusings, I saw that they mentioned that there is a drummer... In the home stands, who adds atmosphere? God preserve us if that ever becomes a thing at the listeners I don't think so, judging by the chant you just heard. Mill won the attack early doors. It's uh, Reading will bring in in. Familiar blue and white hoops. Lions in an all-dark blue kit this afternoon. Benick, battling, Bennick wins the ball on the left side. As I look, I'm high up in the gods in the hu- in the, uh, the away end. Could be a free kick won by Tyler Bury. One of our fines of the season. The crown jewel has come uh, from from the Mill Youth system and via loans at Hartlepool to win us a free kick in a very dangerous position inside what one and a half minutes. Jed lining up to take it. It's left side as I look at it. Sheet grey skies above the floodlit stands of the select car leasing stadium. bit of poor season for Reading, so they are hovering a little bit of a gap above Barnsley, but they will have looks over their shoulders. This shot from vision to the wall unfortunately, not quite as spectacular as his recent efforts. It is brought away by by Reading. The ball sticking around at the Reading end and uh, whistle goes, another free kick from Millwall, another dangerous looking free kick, previous one wasn't made to count, this one just on the edge of the D, much more central. Reading of course, bizarrely managed by West Ham slag, Paul Ince, who's been resurrected from um, like the loft in David Burry's The Hunger, I, I keep making that a reference point in my comments, don't I, when they're all in the, uh, the loft, aren't they? Catherine Deneuve keeps them as the undead in her loft in their little coffins up there. And that's where Paul Ince was, till he was resurrected to come and take charge of this um, Reading side. Ticking past uh, three minutes. Jed standing over it again. There's a wall, much more central this time. It's curved over top right-hand corner. That was a bit of a waste stuff here. Says me, who's never taken a free kick in his life ball into the penalty area it's behind everyone that's a shot on target spattered away well by by Barbel Koska slap shot from the edge of the penalty area seven minutes Reading pressing quite high in the uh, modern styley. the line's knocking the ball around the back line like a Burmese Barcelona it is a cold day cold and damp listeners though you need your thermals on dressed for the Antarctic sitting up here in the uh, high in the away end gives you a kind of godlike view down into the pitch like you're uh, watching a Sabutio match or something from afar great to see Dan Ballard back in the side listeners after that um, as we lose one in, in Sean Hutchinson we gain another in Dan Ballard um, there's a certain kind of um, wing and a prayer element to the season it reminds me of my first um card I had which was held together by uh, bits of string. I remember doing a, a repair on it using my mum's uh, nail varnish remover, I think. Something to do with the spark plugs and a cap that went over. I can't think of the name of it. It's a motor engineer's out there would have to tell me what it was. It used to be a way of getting it to start when it wouldn't start. You have to fill in the Cracks of a kind of like a cover that went over the spark plugs. And that was held together, it's seen by uh, Salatate and government point at certain points. So it is with our injury list. But we are still in the game, we are still. Nice take there. Ince gets blocked. That was uh, Murray's taking one for the team there. I think that is Ince, number nine. The ball behind him very neatly, actually. He was looking to exploit his pace versus Murray, who had to um, balk him. Got a yellow card for his trouble. That's one for the team on 11 minutes. Apart from those early free kicks for the Lions, they've been the two best opportunities. That's a wayward ball there from Billy Mitch trying to spread the play to Danny Mack. Those were the two best shots. Probably should have felt we'd have got something on target out of those two moments. The chance where the uh, shot from the nine from Vince was well saved by Barton. That's been their best opportunity so far as we tick past 15 minutes. Tyler Bury getting clipped over on the far right side. It's going to be a, a throw in. The Ambassadors Casino. Les Ambassadeurs. A casino. You've got to give it a French name, listeners. Must be in the uh, facilities at the stadium. I, as I walked round, I went past the jazz cafe over on the far side of the stadium from where I'm sitting. Um, quite, quite. There's not much round here, so I've had to make the, uh, the, you know, the show here. But I've done a quite a nice job of it in that way. There's uh, a couple of bars, food outlets, similar to what we should be doing at the den. I, don't, I mean, maybe a casino. You might not get some of the boys out of the casino if if we had that going on at the den. They might stay in there. This is Jed Wallace on the right side. He's trying to put Tyler Bury just over, over the top. 17 minutes. Bill just running into blockages on the, on the left side at the moment. Not getting much joy. They come Reading on the break. 20 minutes. This, as you can tell, that is torments. Just on the edge of the penalty area now, this is the 10 I believe, quite hard to see the numbers on the Reading shirts, Murray Wallace will launch it down the left channel and ah, does it's gone out for a throw in, that was a wayward ball, that's given away by Danny Mac on the great tackle there by, I think it was Dan Ballard, gives a chance for the Lions to break forward, this is Jed Wallace on the right, ball into the middle trying to find Benikafobi, which follows up, at a Reading do bring away. Unfortunately, 25 minutes. It is a cold, bleak place that I have come to, dear listeners. Reminds me of Captain Scott and the uh, ill-fated South Pole expedition of 1912. Sitting here, wind whipping in, sheet grey skies, cold, damp. Things we do, listeners. Things we do for Millwall. The game is uh, cagey. Yeah, 31, 31 and a half minutes in. game is cagey. Reading are tight in midfield and tight up front. Balls forward from Mill, just not finding their mark there. That one down the line there towards Tyler was just over, over a hit and he couldn't get any control on it. Reading now coming down the there right. This is Ince, as you can tell from the booze. Just on the edge of the Mill penalty area. going to go for a corner. Right sided corner from Reading. 35 minutes. run raising the excitement intensity in the stadium near post ball that's cleared nicely high into the air by Benninger chance for Jed to break he's got Tyler Bury with him over over hit not. Are clipped by Defender, referee, give, let's play. Go on, down breaks to Danny Mack on the right side, just as we we're looking for free kick. Shot from distance, saved well by the goal. 36 minutes. Shot from the right side of the curve by Danny Mack. Millwall corner on the right. It's going to be Jed that takes it. A little flurry of excitement, just as we're starting to sink into a cold-induced stupor there, listeners. End-to-end play. As it is, Mill Corner, right side. Jed Wallace sprint puts it into the middle. It's deep, deep, deep. That's 1 Mill mil Jake Cooper! Tools in the, the home fans. Next Reading player, of course. Headed in quite simply in the left side of the Reading goal. As per the Jake Cooper playbook. Goal machine, Jake Cooper. Juicy Jake. Lead it, one more. The railroad train rolls on, listeners! Better not say that, tempting fate. First clear chance for the lines Put away with a plomb by Big Jake, Juicy Jake Cooper. There's a bloke down to our left who wants to take on the Millwall ends, he wants to take on 3000 Millwall. Single-handed, he's offering them all out into the extensive car parking area that surrounds the stadium. Brave man, brave man. Sure, it's time to sit down. <laughs> oh, he, he ain't stopping. He's um, consistent in his opinion. Forty minutes, listeners. Bit of excitement, bit of um, warmth and energy inside the stadium. Little free kick after all that. On the halfway, I'm Danny Mac floats it right towards left. That's floats through to the uh, to the goalkeeper. <laughs> he, he's up for it. Your man's up for it. He'll have to get slung out, I think. The entreaties of the steward have not prevailed. He's still up, giving it some. <laughs> now he's got his boy up, giving it some. <laughs> oh dear! You gotta laugh. pantomime. Oh Tyler Bury on the halfway line, 42 minutes. Wayward ball, unfortunately. Move breaks down there. One man, he wants to take on the half mill wind. <laughs> 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 Displaying his rather pasty white chest. <laughs> I don't know what. Now um, here come three, three men, seem to. Uh, Scoring escorting from the premises I think. <laughs> his moment of stardom is done. <laughs> now his girlfriend's giving her some as well. <laughs> After all that it's actually a dangerous free kick for Reading right on the stroke half time. We're into one minute of um, added time. Free kick on the on the left side of the middle defence. Three-man more. Bury Mofobi batted over the bar by, by Bar Bill. Because he's on target, batted high over the bar. Going will be a corner from Reading. It's half-time. Reading 0-1 with the break. Lions leading by that Jake Cooper goal from the corner. Right-sided corner. Um, Lions taking their time slightly to break down the rather uh, tightly organised Reading side. But when it did come, came from a set piece, um, but deservedly ahead at the half, so we will lead it 1-0 in the freezing cold Berkshire, industrial retail park, Westlands.
0: Achtung, Waxlands.
2: So I'm talking half time to Ray who's just come over to congratulate me on the uh, quality of the podcast. Nice to meet you, Ray. Oh, thanks very much, Dick. Yeah, it's totally enjoy the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, scrappy game, but better to be leading a scrappy
1: game than losing one, Ray. Oh, absolutely. And the goal was similar to the Sheffield United one, wasn't it? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we do about Juicy no. Jake. Yeah. But,
1: but it was a towering header for the far post. He was, he was about six foot above everybody else, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. How long can this, this run, run of form continue, Ray? Well, I'm afraid I'm a pessimist. You're a so, pessimist. No, you, How long have you been going for, me? Like? 57. You are a game. pessimist. Yeah, I'm a pessimist <laughs> You've yeah. yeah. that. an idiot.
2: <laughs> an but, idiot, that's a, that's a Millwall, Millwall uh, slogan. I'm a yeah, pessimist and an idiot.
1: idiot. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, the thing is, uh, I would think that you, know, you can have a five winning run or you can have a little five losing run. You know, it's as simple as that. Absolutely. We know Millwall. you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can go to most games, we sit at the East Stand, they say, What do you think today, right? I said, well, I've got a bloody clue. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a clue. 1957, what was your first game? First game? Can you remember was, it? Yes, it was, it was a reserve game. I was 10. Right. My, my dad took me down, because he was an Abbott all support, and he took right. me down to reserve game. I can't remember who we played, but I do know that a cat named Stan <laughs> Anslow. Angelo, I've seen the name yeah, yeah, way yeah. before my he time. He scored. Yeah. And since then, um, uh, he have been going there ever since. Wow. But What I used to like is, in them days, uh, my dad used to take me down. We used to park our bike, you know, in one of the houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she yeah, or like yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. And you could, uh, my dad would say, wait here, and after a while, the players would come out, and I used to try and get their autographs, but they just walked out, and they walked down the road. Yeah, and didn't different get Yeah, Oh, yeah. Were you a local boy then? Uh, well, I was, I was born in Brixton, Right. and uh, I lived in London until I was 21, but because of work and that, I moved to a place called Hoursbury and Bucks. Okay, Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, because of work and that, but yeah. I've been going ever since. You've um, changed no? your real allegiance. Oh, i was seen to go and everything, yeah. But I've come down my train now, so yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, but um, Who, who's your favourite player of all time, bro? There's uh, no question, Joey bull Right, Joey Bolfor. He was so excited. When he got the ball on the wing, he used to try to take it out to the goal line. Yep. And he was so excited when he ran, blonde air running. But as soon as he got the ball, there was excitement straight away. You would have up. been around for a 59, 50, 59 games unbeaten run and all yes. that. Oh, yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, without, oh, yeah. I, I went. I'm you I've been to all the hot games. Luton, <laughs> you know Melbourne, I've, I've seen them all I'm and sure I don't know what you're talking yeah, about <laughs> I know, I know, but no, the um, so- 59. and I remember Len Julian scoring a goal to make it 2-1 which gave us that 59 game the right. crowd went potty that <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic it's lovely to come over, come over and talk to me no right? no well, look, it, mate. I, actually I saw you at Peterborough and I was going to maybe you yeah yeah you I was there yeah, yeah yeah you yeah, were a yeah. few lads so I didn't want to disturb you yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, I thought i would see it. I thought well no let me say hello because I am really enjoyed it it's lovely well you'll have a listen to, tomorrow oh
2: certainly Oh, yeah, you'll yeah. be on the show oh so. brilliant ok <laughs> <All> right, right. <laughs> big thank you to Ray Thanks for coming over, mate. Nice to meet you, mate. Lovely. Thank you. That's really nice. Do (laughs) Do come over and say hello to me, listeners. It's lovely.
0: So, if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedincom people today. Achtung! Mailball.
2: The team's coming out for the second half, dear listeners. It's cold and damp, and I'm getting towards the dribbly nose phase. All you youngsters listening to the show, that's what happens to you, you get to a certain age. You get to Albert step dew dewdrop level, and that's what's happening to me, listeners. Scrappy first half overall, I just, um... Scrappy first half overall, but better to be leading a scrappy first half than be behind in it, I, I think you'd agree. Lions just rather off and ran into, um a wall of midfielders and defenders in the first half. We we slightly lack the imagination that sometimes to break certain types of defence down, don't we listeners? And um, no surprise for me that it was the standard set-piece corner to Jake Cooper that produced success for us in that first half. Ball, loose ball on the edge of the penalty area there. There's a chance great defence by Mill. There was a little bit of a loose... Ball for a moment now as Reading came forwards 48 minutes Lions dodge a slight bullet there I feel it's, uh, Scott just running into into um, channels at t- uh, into cul-de-sacs I'm trying to think of a metaphor and it's too cold for a decent metaphor listeners I'm getting the shivers sitting up here Big shout-out to Tony who I was talking to at half-time as well. came over and said hello to me. It's really nice when uh, people <laughs> introduce themselves to me. It's, it's, it's a little bit disconcerting sometimes when people say nice things about you. But very, very kind. Thank you very much to Tony. Both breaks us offside, thankfully. Or was that a push? Might be a push. Little crowd just trying to urge on the Lions. We're just under a little bit of pressure. Possibly fatigue, possibly lack of options. You haven't got much to change the game with on the bench and it is backs to the wall. Click into all 60 minutes listeners. Seems a bit churlish to um, be critical of a Mills side that's leading. I, I do think we've looked a little bit sluggish this afternoon, a little bit um, off key. Like the old Eric Malcolm sketch about playing all the right notes, just in the wrong order, not necessarily in the right order. Still, what, 29 minutes to go? A second goal would be a great comfort to me. Last quarter of the game, listen, 67 minutes. Reading moving the ball around. More freely in midfield, ball into the box, that's that's hoof clear, not very far, Reading on the attack, left side ball in now, it clear, Bury's coming out, actually not a bad call, defend what we've got, Bury's looked a little bit um, light this, after- this afternoon, and he's walking around here on the pitch to some applause from the middle side. his most um, decisive afternoon, in fairness to him. Free kick for Reading, 73 and a half minutes on the left side as I look. Have a chance to get the ball into the middle. Taken short on the left side of the middle penalty area now. That's going to go for a corner, left-sided corner. Here he comes near post, bouncing around, hoofed clear somehow. That looks confused, listeners. 74 minutes. Lions having a slight Alamo quality at the moment. Little substitution couldn't quite. Hear who that was Conor Mahoney coming in for Wallace ok 85 minutes a rare outing for the lesser spotted Conor Mahoney i right to the editor of the Times I've spotted the first Conor Mahoney of spring it's an obscure joke there I know Janet Wallace takes the acclaim for the middle wind as he walks past us Another, indicating 1-0 to the Reading boys over there. You have a Rex Reading man, is he? A little bit early for too much of that, 86 minutes. If you like know, hoof, hoof it, clear, you can hear the applause for Jed. I imagine that the um, walking past the Reading section, he got a little bit of saucy, saucy bent down there. So indicated 1-0. Much to the approval of the travelling supporters. This is 87 minutes. Lions like, have got to see this through now They've done a good job this afternoon This has been a grim grind of a match On harsh uh, In harsh conditions And if we come away with three points in this situation Given the um, All the uh, You know the, uh, the, the, the travails of following Millwall Injuries and whatnot, We've done very very well indeed Fans going into celebration mode. There is a great win, grind of a game. Three more points, the roll it train keeps rolling, the rally it train keeps rolling, or maybe the rally it train keeps rallying. I don't know, listeners, but it's three more points in very tough circumstances. Um, Like I said, cold, hard day. a, a tough watch at times but we did really, really well to grind that game out, Band at the British I'm going to go for Billy Mitch Danny Mac got forward, well I'm going to go for Billy Mitch in midfield um, EIO's EIO's from the away end, really, really strong away win there we are dear listeners we will be back after these messages
0: Mailball.
2: All aboard! All aboard the Rower Express, dear listeners. Five on the spin, and joining me now to consider yesterday's um, fine win at, at the uh, the Reading Retail Park, Lease Car sponsored stadium. Is the man himself, Mr Neil Fissler. How are you doing, Neil? Thanks for coming on the show.
3: Yeah, not too bad, Nick. Not too bad. Yeah, I'm just sat here trying to avoid the ticket collector, you know.
2: <laughs> we, 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 we trundle along. Um, it's wing of the prayer stuff, Neil. I mean, yesterday's starting 11, had two injury false changes. Dan Ballard coming back into the back line and Afobe returning to the, to, the, to the front three. Um, it's... It's both um, amazing and you know edge of the seat stuff. I don't know how long we can continue with this run. It's yesterday's was an excellent win in, in pretty tough circumstances. I thought I mean ma- magnificent achievement given the given the uh, the injury crisis that's hitting the squad at the moment. I feel,
3: mate, you can't say anything negative about anything at the moment because as you say, no. the injury crisis. It's yeah, well, it is exactly that. It's a bloody crisis, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think that Gary Rowett knows from one day to the next how many players no. are going to be available. He said it himself, hasn't he? So the fact that we're now five unbeaten and he's having to play players or put players on the bench that he probably wouldn't put on the bench, I'm thinking Connor Mahoney, Therese Briscoe, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach Lovelace, he probably doesn't want to be there, but he hasn't got any option at the moment. It's, it it you give know, it makes this all the more sweeter i guess the fact that we're on this run and uh, to be honest we don't look like coming off it at the moment
2: defensively and midfield wise we are looking like rocks you know i mean i i wanted. i was trying to think how to analyze yesterday's game listeners because it was a tough game to be at it was absolutely freezing I mean, i've read a lot of stuff um, criticizing the the reading I follow stream we'll come back to that but believe me I I wonder whether who who had it who had it better at points because it was freezing in that that soulless bowl of a stadium uh there Neil um so you know I I think you're right I I think you've got to take your hat off sometimes to sporting achievement even though it's in circumstances that are um pretty tough because you know a number of players first choice first two you know First choice, uh, starting 11 players that are out of action at the moment. And the starting 11 yesterday, Bart, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Dan Ballard, Malone and McNamara, Billy Mitch, George Savile in the front three, of Bury, Fobie and, and Jed. I mean, it, it, does, it, it literally does pick itself because there's no one else really that's available. <laughs> I mean, look at the bench. I was thinking to myself halfway through a, a, a tough first half how are we going to change this? Because I thought we were struggling to break down a um, a Reading side that was just occupying space a lot of the times and making it difficult for us. But, you know, look at the bench, and no disrespect to any of the boys, but, you know, Alex Pierce, Conor Mahoney, who we did see in the end, George Evans is probably about the only player that you can bring on that might make a change of some sort. And then you've got Hayden Muller, and then the two kids, Briscoe and, and Lovelace. It's a pretty tough situation managerially for Gary Rowett, really, Neil, at the moment, isn't it?
3: It isn't. He's doing a quite, quite a remarkable job. I know that. Yeah, but I know that we like to criticise him and say that we want the, that we want more entertaining football. But you've got to say the geezer is doing an absolutely magnificent, blinding job at the minute, isn't he? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It was quite a tough ask. And to be honest, it had me worried when we had Murray Wallace and I think Jake Cooper booked in the first 15, 20 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah I was thinking, for Christ's sake, don't do something stupid. No. because <laughs> Because we can ill afford to be without players at the moment, a one-match ban or, 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 yeah. or even worse, without... Yeah ramifications that we probably couldn't deal with, especially as we've got a game. Games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? I know that we're, yeah, we're at Blackburn on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Not, we? Yeah, we're home next weekend. I think we're probably home next weekend. So yeah, so you've got to take your hat off to Gary Rowett and say, good luck, mate. Whatever you're doing, is absolutely, he, yeah, absolutely magnificent. And I think this is where Millwall are at their best. We've got our backs to the wall. We're facing deep adversity in the injury crisis, and we're just fighting, aren't we? Uh, Absolutely. By the crowd yesterday, because Reading is a Reading's one of those plastic clubs, aren't they? That that they don't, (laughs) they don't make any noise. They don't. They don't do anything about it. the only thing they ever do was clap for the virtue signalling the, of the taking and <laughs> the knee before the game.
2: They, they do have a drummer, um, listeners. They got, in fact, I think they had two drummers. It was um, it made me laugh in the in the away fans guide, and I was reading just to see what the parking might be like down there. And I mentioned that as part of the home atmosphere, they've got a drummer that which adds to the home atmosphere. And God, God help them if that's if that's yeah, you know to it.
3: you're fucked if you have to rely on a drama, <laughs>
2: and you advertise it, Neil. That's that's yeah, your that's, that's own
3: advertising, <laughs> yeah. Well, that just sums up what kind of a club they are with their jazz cafe that you were telling me about, which you no know, doubt you'd have enjoyed, but <laughs> it's was... older than the rest of us, Nick.
2: Yeah thank you very much. Um yeah I mean I, I parked in what was the old Greyhound stadium listeners so I walked around the the redding end I suppose you'd call it and I mean we were just saying off air Neil, weren't we I mean in a, in a way he has a ground it's it's there's nothing there I mean it's in the midst of a retail park it was one of the first retail park stadiums of that whole wave of of uh, redevelopment and yeah, I mean they've they, they've not done a bad job in the sense of there's a jazz cafe, there's a number of food outlets and, and places selling beers and whatnot as you walk around that end. Um, it, it remains a bleak location. It, it's it's both pleasant and soulless all in one. I don't I, I, I struggle with it as a, as a location, Neil. Um, it's it, it's it's that very modern football kind. Of, it's, it's almost the epitome of modern football in a way, you know. Um, you, you 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 can't you can't love it, but you can't find good reasons to really dislike it because they do have stuff there that you know even we struggle with at the den at times. Um, but no, I mean back to back to the game. I mean I, I, it was it was a tough it was a tough grind of a performance, magnificent in its way. I do think you're right, Neil. I do think we respond best as a club and as a support base and as a group of players because one thing that really struck me yesterday was the. Um, the celebrations at the end of the of, of the game, when when finally you know the, the the win was was in hand and in the bank, there's a real sense of togetherness between these players and and the Millwall fans. The travelling to I think the two thousand one hundred made that journey, but a real sense of togetherness and that's our uh, best mate. That's when we come into our own, isn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the fa- and the support was magnificent yesterday. You could it yeah, was it came across yeah, but it came across on I follow all afternoon. Yeah. The singing and uh we'll come on to the snivelling little weasel from uh from BBC Radio Berkshire at some point. Because he just couldn't get his head around the fact that that Millwall were having a good day out and that we're actually enjoying ourselves and it actually irked him. Herb to hear it was that and the that and the meltdown that he had at Paul Ince on the final whistle where he Oh mate, it was just absolutely magnificent. He, he I wish like, I'd heard it. I wish we should have listened to it. Um Yeah, it was just no. incredible. That little old Millwall, the team that he disliked, and he made yeah, but he was more one-eyed than Cyclops. This little snivelling little weasel. And it we do and seem to
2: get under their skin, Neil. I mean, I, when I mean the, to talk about the goal, which was, um, you know, I suppose it was always going to come from the the set piece. It was almost a repeat of. Jake's goal last week against Sheffield United, another uh, it's corner cross this time, and there's Jake at the far post to head home with authority and 1-0. Um, I, I thought it was always going to be something like that gave us a goal yesterday because we were, you know, we were in truth struggling to break them down at, at certain points in that first half, I thought, um, which is a consequence of having lack of options, lack of players that can come in and actually take a, a game, you know, take it apart but when it did go in um i i mean I, I, I thought he was giving it to the home fans jake he's celebrating in front of the reading end but i think he was actually making a reference to Eamon dolan who was the um must have been a youth team coach there that, at that end is named the, the Eamon dolan stand and he was making a, a gesture to uh, the the sign at the stand that's at the back of that stand it was quite a nice gesture. I'm amazed they didn't take it in the in the right spirit. <laughs>
3: yeah, they wouldn't take anything in the right spirit. <laughs> yeah, no, Lane and Dolan was a youth team coach. He's a former West Ham coach as well. Is he? West Ham okay. Player. And, yeah. uh, mate, to be honest, I thought that we started quite well. I know that we had a couple of free kicks in the first five or ten minutes. Which, two, two. Yeah, that's right. Which actually given another day, I think that old Jed Fernley himself, yeah. he, he, he slightly wasted them, didn't he? I think one went into the wall and the other went into oh, the bar. Yeah. Um, I, was, I mean, I,
2: I thought in real time, I thought, I, I thought we, he would be disappointed not to have tested the goalkeeper, at least from one of those two opportunities. Yeah, Um And but they had thought, a
3: chance. Huh? And you actually thought to yourself, this is going to be a good afternoon, this is.
2: Yeah, they came back into it a little bit, though. Um, and I thought at certain points that we... I just think tiredness was was maybe catching up with us a little bit during the course of that first half. And they had a, a slap shot from the edge of the penalty, I think Bart batted it over um, quite neatly. And I thought, oh, God, you know, if we concede, then... I don't know, it's just, you know, it, 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 you just get a sense that maybe the uh, the, the show wouldn't can continue. But um, we did well. I, I mean, I've got to take my hat off to the middle midfield and defence yesterday because there were points. They didn't exactly take the game to us, but they had opportunities and we we kept them out. And a tired team doesn't always do that, Neil, does it? So I think you've got, you've got to respect that as a fighting defensive win. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing to be able to say at this stage of the season.
3: Yeah, but well, I think almost his defence is probably, well, Probably with the exception of Sean Hutchinson. This probably is actually he's actually probably his first choice defence. Yeah, not far short. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it wouldn't be far short of it. Apart from Sean Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. That would be that would be the only area of the team that would be his first choice at the minute. And they defended they defended like Warriors, didn't they? And uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. You can see that he probably wants to change things. He probably wants to rest some people, but he can't at the minute because obviously he hasn't got the numbers. No, but no, but no. fair play to George Savile. I thought George Savile was man of the match yesterday. I thought it was absolutely magnificent. It was it, it was probably his best performance since he's come back to us. I, yeah, I mean I doubt there'll be somebody that will tell us that he's had a better game somewhere. But certainly, I can't think of it offhand. I thought no, he, no. He, he was very industrious, very workmanlike, wasn't he? Billy Mitchell as well had a yeah. superb game next to him. I thought that Jed Wallace, was a bit disappointing on his return to his hometown club, wasn't he? Didn't have the best game. Tyler Bury would probably fall into one of those categories of somebody that mm. if all things were present and correct, he'd probably bring out for a game or two, wouldn't you? he's
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, it wasn't a front free day yesterday was it, it wasn't a good fr- day for the attack yes I mean we started bright you're right those two free kicks I thought we probably would have hoped to have made more out of them but otherwise we the front free and, and the attack it wasn't the best of days I mean, I'm not I'm certainly not knocking anyone because um it wasn't that kind of performance but I think that um you're right I think Bury could probably do with a rest but Back to square one in terms of choices. I mean, I suppose Conor Mahoney might be um, the, the the only other candidate that's on the bench at the moment. But Gary Row, doesn't seem to 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 wait him enough to start him. Um, A Phobian Wallace, they 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 worked hard, but it just wasn't wasn't happening for them. But I think yes, you're right. I mean, midfielder, take your pick. I mean, I I, I wouldn't fight you for George Savile and you know Billy Mitchell. I thought was in 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 the moment, yesterday was my man of the match, but in the cold light of day, Mitchell or, or Saville, either you know, and, and Jake, I think, did a, a magnificent job yesterday.
3: Um, yeah, He got a silly booking, he picked up a silly booking that puts a lot of pressure on the player, especially. he to be really ball mature ball.
2: after that. Absolutely.
3: And, and as for the towering header for the goal, it was absolutely magnificent, wasn't it? Ball came, yeah. and absolutely smashed it. And, um, and, thank machine. God we've got, yeah, thank God we've got <laughs> yeah, we've got him, uh, I think it was I think I think reading were fearful, certainly, certainly the snivelling little weasel was uh <laughs> was was fearful that that was one of their achilles heels was their set pace, I think they've conceded quite right. a lot of goals that way.
1: This, yeah, uh, no, it wouldn't surprise me. At
3: the moment.
2: Well, they'd conceded sixty so oh, it'd be sixty-eight now after yesterday. Yeah, they conceded sixty-eight goals in the in the season. I could see why. Um they kind of got bodies in front of us which we struggled to to break down across the game, but set pieces are always going to be and Jake Cooper with his aerial threat, I think, will always be our um you know go to um go-to a choice. And we're at the state uh, t- time of the season now, where it doesn't really matter how the goals go in. I'm not going to get picky over whether we've created an object of beauty or it's gone, gone in off of Jake's bum. You know, I don't care. It's it's just got to get into the net, and that's what's happening. So, fair play to to that. I, I want to take my hat off to the travelling 2,000 Millwall fans yesterday. You're right. The noise inside the stadium was, was, was very loud, and, um, you know, it was one or two pantomime moments with uh, stewards slinging Reading fans out, and a um, lot of lot of uh, lot of humour to be had, as well as the the standard Millwall support. And I think that um, there's nothing better as a Millwall fan than to be part of that travelling away um, group. And we've we've won a game in in those in these kind of back to the wall situations. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, yeah, old had...
3: Millwall piss taking away day, wasn't it? <laughs> <the ground? laughs> yeah, didn't somebody? Yeah, we didn't somebody moon to the Millwall fans or somebody. He, uh, yeah, I think he, um, up, yeah, but he's gonna um, end up on the sex offenders register with the yeah, with the way the woke world is at the moment, isn't he? It's so, yeah, the, the chap concerned with, with his
2: with his girl, lady friend was um I think we got under his skin as much as we seem to get under the the I follow commentary. And I think from what you're saying the Radio Berkshire um chap as yeah, well, but we, it's
3: we the sh- I follow. Nick, I
2: was just the same as a wonderful, wonderful um post here by Steve Flynn. I've copied it. I just want to say that this is the Reading I follow commentary that Steve's posted here. There's not a worse sight in football than seeing Millwall fans in the ascendancy. I just think that's got to be a wonderful slogan. There's no worse sight in football than Millwall fans in the ascendancy. Uh, yeah, that was a
3: sniveling weasel midway through <laughs> the first <laughs> half, I think.
2: Nosty gesturing by Millwall fans, I don't know what football matches you've been to, mate, if they think that's that's the worst thing in the world. Uh, and he said that you cannot be losing to Millwall at home and expect to survive. Um, ha, 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 says Steve. Love it. Um, and also, I think reinforcing your point, there was uh, another reply says there were three of them on the comments commentary team. The main two was some jolly sounding prick and his sidekick. <laughs> uh, maybe should worry more about the team's inept millionaires and their supporters' reaction to a Reading nonce exposing himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, I love you that. It one of those clubs <laughs> that I don't really give two fucks about. But... <laughs> Well, oh, I yeah. really want them to be deducted some points. I think, yeah, well, well, I think some already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think they're in trouble, aren't they? Yeah, but I would not want mind seeing them go the same way as Derby. I've got no sympathy for Derby and everything that's gone on up there. But I just really want to see that snivelling little weasel Della <laughs> or oh, well, Tim, yeah, Tim Della. I think he's yeah. He was incredulous that. Uh... <laughs> that not only we were winning and that we as a fan base were enjoying ourselves and uh, we were <laughs> we were having a good old-fashioned mill all away day, which by the sounds of things, they started and just couldn't finish anyway. Absolutely. So, uh, and the fact that Tom Ince played, and according to the sniveling little weasel, he wouldn't even be their fifth choice right winger. It was just, oh, uh, it was just real bitter stuff from start to finish. And, well, I think they're,
2: they're in that kind of ex Premier League zone of entitlement. Um, you know, I think that the ground has been built for a higher level, and they, I think they, they, they don't, they're not in danger enough to go down. They've got a five-point gap between them and Derby at the, the Derby, obviously in the third relegation spot this season, at least. So they should have enough clear blue water to uh to survive that. But um League One football would be a blow for would be a blow for Derby, let alone for for Reading. Um, because uh, you know, the ground is built for for the big time. But um no, I I know what you mean. It's it, it just makes you laugh when you read these these comments. Um thankfully I was there yesterday so I didn't get to hear that, but
3: um, yeah, what makes it even worse is that he, he's actually an employee of a public-funded body, the BBC. <laughs> Defund the BBC. Don't pay your licence fees, listeners. I know that. Yeah, I know that we're Millwall and we probably don't pay it anyway, do we? I, I <laughs> but, do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> There'll
2: be a website posting saying, "Oh yeah, that Nick, he pays his licence fee." Yeah, typical. <laughs> <it> <laughs> Oh dear!
3: It, 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 yeah, you expect slightly one-eyed commentaries, don't you? You got to do. You,
2: you, I mean, you got to do.
3: Everyone does a
2: bit of bias, Neil, don't they? I mean, you know, if, if you're broadcasting a Millwall stream or whatever, you're, you're, you're biased, and I think that's that's fine. But you've got to bring some humour to the table. If all you're bringing you is bias, bias, plus bitter right? Yeah, yeah well, Max,
3: yeah, Max and Carl Bates, they pretty much call it down the middle. I know it's got a Millwall slant, but then again, they're talking to a Millwall what... audience, aren't they? I think but they do – th- I mean,
2: it's in... I agree. Really good job they do, Neil. Um, cause it, you this know, just it's...
3: went totally the other way. This was just – this considering it was going out on radio amazing you, it, it was absolutely <laughs> yeah it's almost like Putin propaganda <laughs> it really was yeah no everything's going to plan here in yeah well, here in the Ukraine <laughs> um, everything's fantastic yeah it was just that and Goebbels-esque it was
2: it just, wonderful wonderful
3: just stuff Well. Yeah, well, when he begrudgingly at the start of the game, yeah, no, Millwall's one of our bogey teams. have beaten us, I think, it four times in the last six. Or, or They've had quite a
2: few them. bogey teams this season. Twenty of them. Looking at the lost team, <laughs> anyway. Um, Blackburn away on Tuesday and Middlesbrough at home next Saturday. Two big games, Neil. I, I, you know, I, I, we always travel in hope and we always have our fingers crossed for the best. Um, like i said i think i said to you on a previous show um i just think that you know the 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 squad um lack of squad depth at the moment for the, the all the reasons we've said might be the undoing of us but it's just a, an amazing achievement i think it's worth taking a moment just to say uh, well done to the squad and to gary rowe and his team to still for us still still to be in the mix coming towards the um you know, the early to mid stages of March, I think given where we've been at at certain points this season, is it's a massive achievement. And you've got to acknowledge that in a sporting sense, because, um, you know, not long ago, we were saying uh, that the season's done for and we're, we're just batting our way out for a, a quiet conclusion. Well, we've not got that. We've got this five-game um, uh, winning streak now and 10th uh, okay. in the table, Neil, and three points off of six spot. Wow. You know, that's so quite, that's quite something.
3: And you wouldn't put it past us to get something out of both of these games the way that we' yeah, yeah. the way that we're grinding stuff out at the minute you're right they're two they're two very tough games but yeah well I know we did a show didn't we last weekend yeah, it? yeah. after the or the weekend before after the blackburn game was called yeah off, yeah that's right minute. yeah but arguably we're going in in better form than we than we we're gonna prayer
2: we're gonna, gonna prayer, prayer but that's fun. That's the Millwall way, and that's that's um, it's entertaining, Neil. And you know, I think I think you you called it right in one of the previous shows about um, all we want is entertaining, and and Jesus, we've got it at the moment. So um, you know, hats off to the to the squad. Um, I just want to, if I may, slightly self indulgent here, but I just want to say a big shout out to to Ray, who I spoke to, came uh, Ray did an interview with him earlier on in the show. Um, really nice interview. Lovely for, uh, to come over and say hello to me, Ray. I really appreciated that. Um, also, Tony, I think he said he was from Peckham, introduced himself to me at half time. Um I was getting very cold by this stage tone, so I'm sorry if my, my social niceties were less than what I, I uh, would have hoped for. And especially so Matt, who I didn't recognise, but he said hello to me. So hello, Matt, um, on the way out. By then I was in the early stages of hyperthermia, Neil. And also at Roma, who I took a moment to recognise from TNP. Um, so I, I think I said hello back to you, Roma, and I apologise if I didn't, but I was... You're like a fucking side
3: celebrity, side. aren't you? I
2: know, I know. It was really nice. Um, takes you back a little bit. Um, and I, as I said, it, it was really cold, so I'm not sure that my brain was moving as fast as, 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 it, as, as, uh, as I would have hoped. Because I can edit that live stream to make it sound like I was really lucid and intelligent. But there were certain points there I thought I just want to... I don't know. I was really looking forward to the car heat and when I got back to the car. Um, but it's really nice. Um, people saying nice things are lovely, and I just want to say I appreciate each one of those those chaps coming over to me yesterday. Um, and just one final thing, Neil, before we close, mate, if I may, it's off to a total tangent, total change of sport. I just want to say what shocking news of Shane Warne in the week passing away. Um, a true talent of cricket and an iconic figure and someone who I've not actually read one bad word about on, on the, in the obituaries um, which is quite something, isn't it? You know, it's, it's a landmark figure in the game. I'm not sure we'll see the like of him quite in the same way again.
3: No, probably actually the best spin bowler that's ever. Yeah. Well, I know that we're both huge cricket fans. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see the like of again. And, and you've, and you've got to admire him if you can pull Liz Hurley. You're doing something right in life. Absolutely,
2: aren't you? absolutely. You know, he's he's lived the dream. He's, he's well, from the Australian point of view, he's bowled at the very highest levels. Bowled bowled uh, England a good few times, and he's uh, how can we put it politely? He's achieved things that all of us would have dreamed of. So um, also hats off to to um, our older figure, but one that I remember well from the seventies, Rodney Marsh, um, great keeper for Australia. So it's been a tough week, in the news generally, but also from Mr. sports point of view, so I just wanted to say a little RIP to Shane Bourne and to Rodney Marsh and apologies to anyone that tunes in, this is a Millwall show, football show but uh, well, there we are got, we, this is this is the way we roll big thank you to Neil Fisler for joining me, Sunday morning mate, appreciate it.
3: Thank you very much indeed
2: Nick. Dirty Millwall bye for now
3: for listening to Actin' Normal. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheap little review. Over River Direction Normal. Till next time. Who do you want to watch?
0: Hi.